beat the piss out of Oprah and put her, lock her up, and she's away for a while, all for defending herself from letting a lady try to take her kids and punching this white lady out. Okay, who do you like better, Will Smith or Chris Rock? He slapped the out of him. Will Smith, like, like, he like actually slapped. Plus, the, he's a Philly guy too. You always got to show that love. too. Like, I'm yeah. Like, I wasn't from West Philly, but Philadelphia born and raised, so kind of kind of sucks. Germantown and Shelton is like literally down the block, and I hate to yeah. say this, but in high school, like I would, me and my one friend would leave and go to Germantown and Shelton, and I one time I left, and like this is when Germantown High was still. Um, still in session. I literally have left school, like I've left my independent Quaker school, like, oh my gosh, here we go. Walk down to Germantown and Shelton and watch a Germantown high fight where this guy threw another guy through the window of Dunkin' Donuts. So it's like, <laughs> again, it was really like the best of both worlds. All right, on the show today, we have the one and only Alexandra Brown. She's a friend of mine from my office. Uh, I'll tell you, dude, I talk about it on the show, but I just love the hell out of this girl. She's just super cool, down to earth, really funny, and really knowledgeable, great people person, great, very talkative. Justin, I really enjoyed this episode. What about you? I had a good old time. She's fun. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn about the movie called The Purple. Yeah, you are. <laughs> That's a good sure. time. And you're going to learn about from someone you didn't think you would learn about it from. <laughs> no, this one was a lot of fun. Uh, really excited to have her on. And I really like like where we went with a lot of this stuff. Because she was very open about different topics that we usually don't get to explore on this show. We have explored it, but like I like... I like being able to talk about it in like a controlled fashion, but I'll tell you, no, she was like so much fun and yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, without any further ado, this is the working perspectives podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Justin Richardson and our guest is the one and only Alexandra Brown. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the show. The Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. Come to you today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson. Our guest today, let me talk about this. You know, I haven't done this in a while, and I want to talk about it. Justin, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today, Alexandra Brown, a.k.a. Alex Brown, a.k.a. Money, a.k.a. A.J. Strong, a.k.a. A.J. Pre, a.k.a. Son of Malik, brother of Malik, whatever. <laughs> uh, so when I you work in an office, right? And office is tough. Office is tough. Not necessarily the work itself is tough, which some of it can be. It can be draining mentally um, and not really that physically, but mentally for sure. But there's a lot of inner office politics. But you run into some people in an office where you're like, all right, we're we're in. This person gets it. We're cool. I can be a I can be a human in front of this person and not a robot and like joke and make fun. But also like if you work in an office, I feel like people that work recognize other people that also work. Right. So yeah. it's like, I'll like, like they're dependable. You can work with them and all this stuff. So when I was working in the office, I remember I must've talked to our guests over the phone, probably 200 times, right. 200 times. And then one day, like I'm standing, like we were in different parts of our office. And one day I'm like standing outside the restroom and you know, she she walked by and I was like, oh, excuse me. And then she looked at me. She's like, Matt. And I'm like, Alec, is this you? You know, and it was just great to, you know, two star cross lovers crossing in the night. No big deal. 
Um, <laughs> but ever since then, she's been she's been my you know she's been my my straight up homie. She's just the best. Super excited to have her here. Can't thank her enough for being here. Uh, Alex, thanks for being on the show. Before we get yeah. started, I would just like to ask. What movie do you think is better, The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? My husband's going to shoot me. I haven't seen either. Wow. You know, yeah. not not surprising. <laughs> not surprising. Do you have a movie that you, that you think you've seen the most in your life? Uh, a couple. I do have a few. Um, okay. I would probably say Training Day is one. Oh, great movie. Yeah. Great movie. That is definitely one. And... What, is, what is, all right. Quick question. What is better, Denzel? Training Day Denzel is great, Denzel. That top is tier. Top tier Denzel. I'm trying to think of what Denzel compares to Training Day. I mean, uh, I, I was thinking, remember the Titans came across, you know, yeah. briefly. John Q. John Q, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, God, there's another Man one. Man on Fire is pretty good, too. Oh, that's oh, what man. I was thinking of. Man on Fire. Yeah. He was incredible in Man on Fire. That was a Absolutely great movie. Stunning. Absolutely Ooh, shout stunning. Shout out to Coda Fanning. Yeah. And now they're doing they're now they're like reconnecting again in the Equalizer three. So that's kind of oh, cool. Like nineteen years later, so that's like nice. really kind of cool. Oh man, it's almost like a multiverse of Denzel. God, there's one Denzel movie that oh Glory, Ugh, Glory, that's a good Glory one. Denzel and Training Day Denzel. What's that, the movie that's where he's, that's what where he's blind and it's like the apocalypse. No. Um, Book of Eli, what? Book of Eli. That's a good one. Book that's of Eli. A good one. No, dude, if you haven't seen Glory. Honestly, I remember watching Glory and being like, damn, like yeah. I was like 10 years old. And I was like, whoa, this yeah. is impressive. Like, that's he, a good one. He, Book of Eli is pretty good. Um, Book of Eli is good. I, I never the, saw Fences. I didn't see that one either. And I think the only one that I haven't really liked where I was like, ah, OK, Denzel, uh, maybe you was a little tired. Um, Have you ever seen Airplane? That one was Oh, uh, the one where he's where like, he was a drunk he pilot plane, or something. No, no, it's yeah. called flight. It's not called flight. That's what it's called. Flight. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Flight. My bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, movie. With, with <laughs> yeah, I was like airplane with John Candy. <laughs> no, so I think that's like the only one where I was like questionable. But Training Day was like one of my dad's favorite favorite movies, oh, and it. it's it's been a staple in my life ever since oh dude i love training day dude how many like one-liners have come out of training day like didn't know you like smoke wit you know king kong ain't got oh that's a big one my favorite is i will put a case on he no my favorite is you made mother (laughs) that one gets me every time i'm like yeah some people love you yeah some of y'all, all of y'all, some of yeah. y'all. Love that he's cracking saying. out of Newport too. Just so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. He he murdered it in that movie. There's another couple lines in there that are that are Just real good. Absolutely. He, I'm yeah. surgical with this Jake. Uh, That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. we actually Dude, even just like, saw American reels Gangster. with that. That was a good That's a good one. Movie. American history. What is it? American uh, Gangster. American Gangster with Oh uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I don't know. That was a good one. And wasn't he Malcolm X too? He was, yeah. He that was yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah, that was before. Oh, Hurricane. He was Hurricane, yeah. too. Hurricane was really yeah. good. Yeah, man. Yeah, good great man. stuff. Hey, shout out to Denzel. Fan of the show, listener of the show. Big time. And deal. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. All right, so let's keep it moving. Uh, when it comes to Cheetos, Alex, crunchy or puff? Typically crunchy, but I ha- yeah. depending on the mood, I'll do puffs. Right. I, sure. I mean, I have a one and a one and a half year old so obviously right. puffs are better for him right. but you're getting I'm a lot of pirate booty with the one and a half year old i love pirate's booty shout out pirate booty 
Shout and I mean out. the chips, not like booties of an actual pirate or anything. All right. You don't see many <laughs> booties of a pirate anymore. Yeah. But I'll tell you, pirate booty, shout out, fan of the show, listener of the show. That's some quality snack right there. Good snacks and healthy. Yeah. I love a good kid snack every once in a while. Like they got those kids mini muffins. I'll steal them from my daughter all day. Oh, so you don't just muffins. buy them for yourself and like offer them? Because I just buy them for me. And then he's like, can I have one? I guess. But yeah, you know, if, if, you, if I have to feed you, I will. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah, no, he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Then next question. When it comes to theme parks, do you like a water park or an amusement park? Can I have both? Is you, Does it have to be no, an option? It's America. You have to choose. <gasps> water, water park for sure. Wow. I, you hearing this, Justin? What? Wow. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I like the water. I'm, I'm part mermaid. If no one ever knew, like, I know. you know how like Haley, ba- Haley is like the new little mermaid. Like I started that just FYI. So definitely definitely water park for me what who's Haley? Haley, the new little mermaid oh who's actually what she's not a twin she has a sister Haley and chloe they're beyonce's prodigies and they've been they spent a lot of time like learning and performing and training with beyonce and now chloe has her own kind of musical situation she's got mm. a couple of albums uh, mm. might be like one album out with a lot of good singles mm. and then Haley kind of fell into like the 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 filmmaking role she's the the newest little mermaid you know how like the whole controversy yeah. of this black yeah. little mermaid that's right. her and now she's also in the color purple so she they're beyonce Damn. like bred these Damn. girls and now they're out like making names for themselves across the world we should call them Preyonce. The remaking the oh, that was a good one. Yeah, she's in the remake of the Color Purple. She's the she's Celia's sister. You ever sister. see the OG Color Purple? First of off, course. shout out Danny yeah. Glover. Right, that's a dude that does not get enough credit. Danny Glover is a phenomenal dude, he actor. Beat the Predator. What do you mean? How do you ever underestimate Danny Glover? Danny Glover? Are you talking about Carl <laughs> Weathers? You see, da- have you seen Predator Two? No. No. Oh, well, who do you think they called when the predator came to the city? Was it DG? <laughs> they Lethal called Danny himself? Glover. Old Murdoch? They called <laughs> Old Murdoch? You don't f- Danny Glover. I love him. <laughs> love Danny Glover. Love, you need love good when Danny the, when Glover. When the predator breaks into the lower, I don't know where it was. It might have been the Bronx for all I know. Oh, wow. But yeah, Danny Shout Glover out Danny Glover. the predator. Danny show, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Glover. I feel like Danny him. Glover doesn't get his doing proper. He was flying high on the lethal weapons, doing great with mm-hmm. them. You know, Angels he had in the a, outfield. He was Angels in the in outfield. The outfield yeah. Great movie. He's the father he, I always wanted. He was in this old western <laughs> called Silverado when he was real young. Really good movie. Him and Scott Glenn and Kevin Costner and Brian Dennehy. Fantastic film. But he was in that. He was in there's another one that I'm missing. Oh, he was the bad guy in Shooter with Mark Wahlberg. I mean, mm. spoiler if you haven't seen it. But you, oh, Danny yeah. Glover also was in the color purple which weird movie weird movie also yeah oh it's intense shout out whoopi honestly shout out whoopi and oprah she did her thing oh oh diddy oh diddy whooping up on her what was her husband's name again harlow or something i have a question that probably many of our listeners will have as a white guy who's never seen the color purple what's it about and why is it so cool and like as fast as you can uh you know what uh alex would you let me Please. Yes, have it. Have I, like, it. <laughs> I would like, I would like Justin to hear it from a white male what <laughs> I think it. the color purple is about. So, Justin, the scene is thus: we're looking at rural South turn of the century, right? We're looking at, uh, we'll say like early 1900s, late 1800s, mm-hmm. right? Like that time era. Cars are around, horse slightly. Cars are new. Horses are still around. All we're I can in rural. Is- 
Oprah in a head wrap sitting on like a front porch of like an old house. You're you're yeah. You're you're close. Yeah. You're getting yeah. there. You're getting it's there. So, you're getting it. You're getting post, it. Post Civil War America, mm-hmm. right? Where Jim Crow is very much in effect, right? The race is still a big thing. Um, but okay. So, but also they're like rural South. You have Whoopi, who she it's Whoopi and her sister. She has an older sister. And they're in an area where there's not too many women and there's a bunch of men mm-hmm. and kind of Danny Glover is kind of, God, it's so creepy if you look back on it, like how he gets with these two, you know, he gets with the sister first, then the sister leaves, right? And, and like then it's sold to Africa or something. Yeah. Some, like she gets pieced out. Right. And I believe she has a kid too. Am I mm-hmm, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Africa. And it's Danny's kid. Right. And then Danny, yeah. the sis, Danny Glover is like this farmer. He owns his own farm. He's an older guy, but he represents like stability and he has like somewhat comfort, but he's also like a bastard, right? Like mm-hmm. he is a total bastard. So he, he gets the sit, like he coaxes the sister. The sister's like a young girl when he coaxes her into, you know, doing the dirty, then she pieces out. So he's like, fine, I'll go with the younger sister, which is Whoopi, right? Whoopi Goldberg. And Whoopi's like real shy, quiet. First time she ever spoke back to Danny Glover, he stopped that back talk early. You know what I'm saying? Like he let her know this is business in this house. And she never like t- back talked again. One of the like culminating scenes of the movie is when, oh man. You do right by me. Well, not even that. <laughs> when she spits in his water, in his in his lemonade or water or whatever, and gives it to him and like can't help but laugh. Right. And then but like that's just the kind of like she would have to get her digs in there. She would shave the guy. There was a scene mm-hmm. where like she went to shave him and could have slit his throat and didn't. And, you know, like that kind of stuff is there. But then Oprah comes in and Oprah had like older brothers and Oprah was like linebacker. This was linebacker mm-hmm. Oprah. Right. So Oprah wasn't getting picked by, you know, the the star quarterback. She was getting picked by, you know, the she the, was the star quarterback. at this She point. was legit. She was the toughest son of a bitch in that whole county. But she, uh, you know, a lot of it reflects around how like women are constantly harassed in like like once they get to a certain age, it's like nonstop harassment for men. Right. Like they're just constantly harassed and constantly victimized and constantly like sexually assaulted in time. So, you know, Oprah comes up and she ain't having it because she's fighting back and she's whooping some ass she ends up marrying danny glover's son harpo right and harpo was danny glover's son from a fir- previous marriage if i'm correct yeah it's not so. whoopi's son Mm-mm. right so ends up marrying harpo right and like harpo ain't man enough for oprah oprah running the shit but then harpo he gets dug into a lot by his dad because he's like oprah run the shit and then, you know, I remember what there was like a culminating scene, too, where uh, Oprah, you know, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character told Harpo to beat Oprah to like get her in line. And then she confronted Whoopi about it. And mm-hmm. she's like, motherfucker, I've had to fight off my brothers. I've had to fight off this man and this man. And you tell my fucking husband to hit me. Fuck you, because you're fucking afraid to fight back. And I fight like all that shit. Right. And then eventually what happens is. Oprah gets get so like it, it, it kind of shows like like the fanaticism around racism in a way where there's a scene where this old like this white this like prominent white lady right sees Oprah's kid right 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want your kids. They're so cute. I want them. I want them to like come work and live with me. And Oprah's like, no, <laughs> like you're not getting my fucking kids. And this lady's doing all this shit. And eventually Oprah clocks her. And then the men, like a bunch of white men come and beat the piss out of Oprah and put her, lock her up. And she's away for a while, all for defending herself from letting a lady try to take her kids and punching this white lady out. Right. So like they really gave it to her. She then gets like beaten into submission in a way mm-hmm. and gets sent back to, you know, get once she comes out of prison is beaten into submission. Then it kind of triggers something in Whoopi Goldberg seeing like this once like very strong, proud being be, you know, submissive. And she kind of sees a reflection of herself being beaten into obedience. And she sees that and is like, is that what I am? And she realized it is. And then she then stands up for herself against Danny Glover saying, you ain't shit without me. You can't do shit without me. You're lazy. You're old. You're stupid. Your schmeck ain't working. Right. And then then that gets Oprah out of her stoop. And she's mm-hmm. no longer like, I'm like, yeah, let's go fuck these dudes. You know, man, they can shove it. And then they kind of like, you know, it goes off into the distance from there. But that's kind of the gist. And uh, yeah, so I hope <laughs> there's also a little it. bit of like lesbian action a little bit because um one of one of this like she's a singer, like kind of like a jazz oh, performer. I did forget and she about comes back singer. and she like gives because he um, tried to Glover tried to get with the singer, too. And she was like, no, back up. Like, we're not doing it. And then yeah. but the but the singer then kind of like takes a liking to Whoopi and it's like, girl, like you're gorgeous, because a lot of it, too, is Danny Glover, like beating her down, like emotionally, yeah. too. Like, yeah. you're ugly. I don't know why I had to choose you. I wish your sister yeah. never left. Like, yeah. you're 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 disgusting. But yeah. yet you still curl up in his bed next to me every night. So whatever. But anyway, so so he, she's like, you know, you should love yourself you should feel yourself you should you know feel vibrant yeah. you're a beautiful girl so that kind of also helps yeah. bring Whoopi back into this whole like i'm the ish like i'm the fucking yeah. shit like you you dirty yeah. motherfucker i no. i run this shit like yeah like, no so. he, cause it does it does also it very much shows the fact that the whole place is Whoopi runs the show as mm-hmm. far as like the business side of it the physical labor side of it, most of it, like he'll do some things, but she's really doing everything. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a total like it's like, a, I don't know, it shows how uh, a matriarchy can be run like someone runs a matriarchy, but has like a puppet as a, you know, it's a whole thing. But like yeah, can, so that's the color purple. Yeah, I feel like I can lie and say I've seen the color purple now. You, you definitely could. can. Uh, it definitely most, was a great rundown of it. <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, one of the most awkward moments of my life. I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, your boy, old Uncle Maddie here. Uh, my dad used to own a store down at the Social Security building. My dad was a blind veteran. So as if you're a disabled veteran, then the United States will hook you up with jobs in government buildings, right? So the Social Security building is a government building. And he, what he did there was he ran like, there was like a deli there where people get lunch and snacks and whatever, right? And he would run that. It would be like, it was through the Veterans Association, right? So I used to work for him at this deli. And one time I was going to work and like, I'm in an elevator and it's me and my brother, Tom, and these two black ladies, right? And we get in the elevator with them and... and then the one lady said the one black lady they're like talking to each other and like we're standing behind them in the elevator and like you know they're just talking being casual and the one black lady goes she's like i'm going to see the color purple and says it to the other black lady like just like you know kind of like ignoring us in a way and i just said i was like oh the color purple i love whoopi goldberg 
right? <laughs> and just like dead silence, <laughs> like dead silence in the elevator. And then like the dings, and I'm like, this isn't even our floor, but we're getting out of here. Like, this is brutal, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of like the most awkward, you know, the color purple situation that ever was. But you was wanted still... to look, you've wanted to talk about this movie for a long time, and you finally have the place and the space to do it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm you happy just I did. Wanted and, to tell an African American lady about them. Like I, 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 well, I feel, I feel like I, I did there. it justice. If I'm not wrong, <laughs> I, I feel, feel like I was there. You I definitely like I've did. Seen it. Yeah, you definitely I did. I get the picture. I did. You know. I get the plot points. I get the the emotional struggle. You right. got a couple of good lines too. Like you, right. you got it all. Hoppo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So shout out. What were we talking about? The color purple. Uh, Haley Bailey. Never seen The Godfather. Oh, yeah. We started with that, wait, and we talked about the, the prodigies no. of been, We went to. But wait, <laughs> we went. We've talked about Cheetos. We did the water park. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you think? Okay, who do you like better, Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock? Dave Chappelle. I don't think Chris Rock is funny at all. Damn! Don't be talking about my boy Chris Rock. I'm sorry. I just I don't I don't his his humor to me is a little. Okay, who do you like better, Will Smith or Chris Rock? He slapped the shit out of him. He like actually slapped. Plus, the, he's a Philly guy too. You always and that was that too. Like I'm yeah. Like I wasn't from West Philly, but Philadelphia born and raised. So I would, kinda, yeah, kinda I would show love to the lo- the hometown guys, even if they're like a South Jersey guy that made it, like a Mike Trout or something. Oh. Like yeah, you know, I don't hate him. You know what I mean? But you gotta show love. But yeah, uh, you know. yeah. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, big big Willie style off in it. Love Will Smith. Fan All show, listener of the show. Damn, how did we get on the color purple? Because we were talking about we were talking about the water park, and I said I was part mermaid, yeah. and then we were talking about Haley Bailey, who's the new mermaid, yes. and how she's also in the remake of the color purple. And there you go. That's my girl. See, I told you. I'll be listening. I'll be listening. Love it. All <laughs> right. Who do you like better, Chevy Chase or Bill Murray? Probably Chevy Chase. Wow, Justin, are you hearing this? Probably Chevy Chase. What country are we on? (laughs) Who would have seen that coming? Not me. Not old Uncle Matty. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're one of two, maybe three. You're in a select club. And yeah, you're a hero. Three, oh, yeah, you're a ch- you're a chaser. Yeah, he's funny. Wow. I don't know what you're. Yeah, he's not as funny he's as funny. Bill Murray, but we'll keep it moving. Yeah, uh, pancakes or waffles, <laughs> Alan? Pancakes, mm, waffles. Mm. Mm, waffles, waffles, definitely waffles. Ooh, okay, I'm a waffle. Okay, guy. but you're on the fence there. I, yeah, know? I could go either way. Um, easy Tough. pancakes are easier to make sometimes, but. Waffles so for are me, fun. so you know how like okay, right? Like, do you ever drink like uh like a liqueur and you drank too much of it, got sick, and then can't go near that ever again? Like mm-hmm. I have some like Jägermeister, we're done. Evan Williams, aka like Jack, we're done. Car bombs, we're done. Tequila never really got started, but so we're good. done. You know, so I'm kind of just vodka, really. But like I'm saying, like all of that, I'm done with. I had that same incident with pancakes. But Justin, you mm. want to say something? As I said, the new tequila, tequila when we were a kid, Matthew was discussed. But it, tequila has gotten increasingly better as I love tequila. Adults. Yeah, it's gotten much better. Can I like say this? We, all there was was Jose Cuervo when we were kids and Patron, yeah. which we couldn't afford with our, mm-hmm. uh, you know, grocery store jobs. Right, 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 right. So yeah, that's all there was. And right. it was gross. Right. But now there's like the Casamigos. Uh, Ugh, so Casamigos is not good. Casamigos, El Campo, Terra uh, Terramana. That's the there rocks, is... right? 
Yeah, yeah Terramana is the rocks. Is it good? I might be saying it crazy. It's one of my favorites, actually. Mm. Um, Shout out the rocks. Trace Gen- Trace Generitos. I don't know. It's like three gentlemen in like Spanish or something like that. Yeah. Um, Espelon is a good one too. That one. Yeah. Um, Espelon is really good. I'm I'm a Terramana Espelon, and I only drink Reposado. I don't like. Don't like the I don't do good clear. I don't do very well with clear. Oh, uh, you get the dark one. Reposado and Yeho's the clear one. The spectrum. I get the blanco. I, the blanco. I, I'm not good with clear liquors. It makes me really stupid, and uh, bad things happen. Right. So sure, it's just, well, I just I'll stay away from. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah. there's another tequila that my uncle put me on, and it's called El El Fumador, the Smoker. Ooh. Amazing. All right, can I say this as a white man, just generalizing? I've always felt, that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but do I? I feel like black people like tequila. Yes. Right, like it's that's a, it's kind a of thing. a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's, it's a thing. thing. And I worked like in bars long enough. It's a thing. Older, like it's maturity. Like college, mm-hmm. college kids don't like tequila, but they don't like the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, I'm more yeah. of a tequila gal. It's yeah. Do like, like a I don't like Hennessy. Or... I uh, I'm kind of slightly a man, so I like mine just straight, just right. Sure. Straight, so couple little. I don't even like it on like the that. rocks. Just throw me a couple shots back, and I'll yeah. drink my water in between. But I'm, I don't do fruity. It's too much. If yeah. I'm drinking like a drink, drink, probably a whiskey sour. Yeah. And margaritas are good, but I prefer my, I prefer my liquor straight. Oh, can't say it behind you. What are you saying, <laughs> Justin? Saying, yeah, tequila just like clean, like by itself. Like you don't get a bad hangover. Like it doesn't have sugar. Like you can drink a ton of them. I feel like I'll just get tequila and water sometimes and I mm-hmm. feel good the next morning. I'm, really? I'm fine. Yeah. Good's a strong word, but I, I can I yeah. can function. I can function. <laughs> I get pretty hammered for not as much. Like it, I would take 17 beers to do the same thing that like six shots of tequila. Yeah. Okay, last question, probably the most important question, and I know we've talked about this. I know we have. When it comes to wings, are you drums or are you flats? I've told you I have done my own personal experiment and I have a hypothesis on hypothesis on this. Women like flats. I'm a flat girl. I don't mind drums, but if you are someone asking to eat my chicken, hey, can I have a piece of chicken? I'm giving you a drum. Do not ever expect to receive a flat from me because flats are mine. Don't touch them. And I think that's more of a woman thing. I know a couple of women, you know, those outliers on, Mm -hmm. you know, on your graph. It's a woman thing that they like flats and most men like drums. That's just how I feel on that one. Well, I'm right, right, but I don't feel good about it. (laughs) (laughs) Real, real hard to get behind. Behind you there but yeah you're you're right are you a, are you a flatter <laughs> are you a flatter way better lady. indeed again those outliers there's a few outliers and i respect the exactly. outliers i'm a lady it's okay no it's fine you men there's so you, much outliers better. are needed because if there are no outliers it's not a real experiment so you you count again there's that special judged. group we're in right didn't it didn't you say i was in a special club that's the club yeah we're really in. yeah you drink yeah, yeah, straight to people. straight it's a club thing i'm just saying Right. We should get t-shirts. Straight tequila and flats. <laughs> yes. Tequila and flats. Straight tequila and flats. I we do. It. We do have a merch line coming up soon. I do hey. have to get with our uh, our merch team. You should and hashtag follow. that. That should be a hashtag. Straight That's tequila and flats. We did. I mean, I would, I would order that. I'll that tell you menu, that that like, shirt did not do I'm well last year. Straight tequila and flats and flats. No. Uh, so <laughs> drums outsell flats. We went to we no drums did outsell flats. I'll tell you that right now. 
But we, last year we went too gimmicky with our merch. We have to more say branded merch is what people want. Like oh, yeah, when yeah, I people like awesome. you know it sucks because like if you're a returning you know purchase like a returning consumer, then it's like oh that yeah cool. Let me see what else you got. But if you're like a first timer, which there was a lot last year, and we didn't have enough branded merch, and it kind of turned people away, and we lost a lot of sales because of it. So. This year, I'm thinking this is my strategy in the upcoming year is or in the upcoming merch store. I want to focus on colorways because I have designed like everyone has their own specific colorway logo. Like Jamie has like a purple one. Justin, what is yours, Justin? Oh. Right. You have a white <laughs> one. And then uh, Liam has like a Flyers colors one and Burn had like a Villanova colors one. But I really want to get a gray with Kelly green and then a mm. green with, with gray, a Kelly yeah. green with gray. I really want to do that. I really want to maybe do a Phillies one with like Phillies gray with red and then red with gray. You know what I mean? Like I do want to get, I, th- I really think if we did like the Philadelphia sports colors in there, that would be big sellers, you know? It's fun. I like all the uh, different, like the Jamie's is the best. Jamie's is like the Miami color. Mm. The blue yeah, Jamie's the... is gangster. Jamie's yeah. like the Marlins almost. Mm, nice. Yeah. All right. So Alexandra Brown, a.k.a. Jones, a.k.a. Brown, you know, you're married, whatever. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about you, want to get to know you because you're the best. So you were born and raised in the fighting city of Philadelphia. Where were you? Where did you grow up? I grew up in East Mount which is like. Shout out between germantown and like chestnut hill so like oh, yeah i'm like not really hood but then also have like a little bit of prep in me so i'm like a best of most worlds kind of thing right. um i literally live in the same house that i grew up in so oh, i've been here for like well almost 30 years now so nice um yeah it's it's cool i don't have any you know no no quarrels but again i see i see the best of both worlds like i hear the shots and the sirens but then i also see the dogs and the poodles so that's always exciting (laughs) oh how's parking where you're at so okay parking is like a real big thing with me because again i've lived on the same block like literally all my life and my house is so it's obviously row homes right and i am like not at the top of the block but like my block kind of like starts and then there's a cut block and then my like my actual block starts and I am the second house next to an alleyway as well so it's like the actual parking on the block isn't bad but there's something about in front of my house that everyone wants to park there so it's a pain in the ass when like I'm coming home and I'm like great I'm gonna park in front of my house oh no Oh, here's billy bro. bob parked in front of my car parked right, right. in front of my fucking house and it's like okay great so now like before it didn't bother me as much but like now that i like have a kid and all yeah. like i'm not walking up the block with a carrier a bag another bag and another bag like yep it's it's quite honestly a pain in the ass but oh, i mean yeah. especially too because across the street from my house there's like the back of homes so you're not parking in front of anyone's house park over the fuck there why do you have to park in front of my house like it's a pain so parking yeah 
it 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 grinds my gears. <laughs> oh, big time. When we when I was living in the Northeast with my wife's family, we had like the same issue and it sucked. Like there'd be so one of the big things we would do. I don't know if you and your husband do this where like I would just drop her off and like just grab, you know, grab my daughter, go in the house and then I'll find parking and grab the bag and the carrier and the million other things you have to take with you whenever you go somewhere as a kid and just, come, you know, like walk it in. And then when we leave, I go get the car and pull it. Mm-hmm. You know and what I mean? Back. Like That's just it is, you know, it's just part of men's thing that it's a thankless thing that you do and no one remembers and then you get shit on for doing other stuff like whatever, you know, just part of being a guy. Well, luckily, luckily now I drive a Suburban and my husband drives like a Ford F-250 diesel. So like we've got the biggest bitches on the block. So (laughs) when we park, like we purposely, no, no, we park too pristine like we are prestigiously yeah. kissing the curb very nicely and we leave yeah. enough space for me and him to park but yeah. i'm happy to take up four parking spots like oh yeah fuck all of you i don't give a fuck where you park because it won't be in front of my fucking house yeah. so that's it and that's all so we're like we literally have the biggest cars on the block and then my husband also has an additional trailer so like damn yeah when we park we park what's he <laughs> do for down. work no chairs He's a he's a mechanic, but he also oh. has his own um he's a mechanic who works in a dealership, but he also has his own his own business as well. Like and that's in multiple ways. Like he has his own garage. He also has like slight tow business. T- the man just the man just works. Okay. I yeah. he just works. I, that's all I can say. Cause he just works consistently and I love him for it. So he's just a hustler, man. Hey. It pretty much, pretty much. But I think too, I love to see that. Like I feel like I have that same gene where he's like a like a born provider. Like he mm-hmm. has a wife and a family and he did, he'll do whatever it takes to provide. And that's a beautiful, like, I think that's the best thing. Like that's the, you know, probably the best calling there is in a way where it, like, it you know, I feel like as men, you're, that's like a thing you're born to do is provide. Yeah. And he's definitely, definitely a great provider. So shout yeah. out to him. Love yeah, you. Shout out. No, you need like <laughs> that. He should be very proud of that because oh, that's well, you both should be, but he should be as well as like, because that's like his, it, you know, I don't know. It's, I don't know if everyone's different, but I know for me, Justin, maybe not for you because you didn't have a dad, but coming up, you were told like, look, one day you're, you're, you're going to be a job. Like your job is be, you're going to have to protect, you're going to have to provide, like do all this stuff. Like you need to mentally get ready for it and know like this is your responsibility. Yeah. You know? So glad to see him stepping up. That's great. I mean, why wouldn't you though? I mean, look yeah. at you, you're oh, the best. Sure. Stop it. So, okay, let's talk about school. You did some private school stuff, independent yeah. Quaker school, and then you also did some sports. So talk to me about your school, talk to me about your sports, and tell me what life was like. So I went, I, like, one through, K through five was, like, we'll see, like, private Christian schools kind of, like, all over the place. Um, I spent a lot of time at this one school called Timothy Academy. I don't know if they're still in business, but that was like from two to fifth grade. And then it it was just the not independent. It was just a private Christian school. So they were in they were like at second and Lehigh and it was it was the hood, but whatever. Um, I would say the majority of my school year has been at uh, independent Quaker school, which was Germantown Friends. Um, on Germantown and Coulter, shout out to UGFS, go Tigers. Yeah. Um, they that was like crazy because like in a class of eighty three people, there were seven blacks, and hi, I was one of those seven. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So it's like it was just a it was a big change in regards to like culture and just seeing what life is like kind of on the other side. Because keep in mind, like this is an independent Quaker school, like. My senior tuition was like 22 grand. 
Like, yeah so it wasn't cheap like I was with the elite of the elite like these kids go to Harvard and MIT and things like that so and it's right there in the middle of like for people who aren't familiar it's right there in the middle of Germantown like it's a half really historical nice houses like Mm -hmm. great brickwork and great bridges cobblestone streets really you know yep so Germantown and Coulter and but this is like street is like only a few blocks away Germantown and Shelton is like literally down the block and I hate to yeah. say this but and, in high school like I would me and my one friend would leave and go to Germantown and Shelton and I one time I left and like this is when Germantown High was still um still in session because uh-huh. now Germantown High is like shut down and I think they're turning it into like an acar- apartment complex or whatever but I literally have left school like I've left my independent Quaker school like oh my gosh here we go walk down to Germantown and Shelton and watch a Germantown high fight where this guy threw another guy through the window of Dunkin Donuts so it's like (laughs) again it was really like the best of both worlds because like it was so but you know I mean it it well-rounded me made me well-rounded I don't know how to say that but I you know I've got a lot of open-mindedness because I've seen so much from both sides of the world like I've seen the side with money I've seen the side without money I've seen the side who's trying to get to the money Mm -hmm. so it was really it was really an experience to deal with all right Alex can I ask you two things real quick Mm -hmm. one um okay so you're at a predominantly white school Right. Mm -hmm. And then you would come home to your neighborhood and have your neighborhood crew and all that stuff. When you're at the predominantly white school, is your behavior and your language usage slightly different than when you're back home with the crew? Slightly. I would say very slight because like this is it. This is it. Like, so you see me now. This is kind of who it is. This is what it is. I know who it is. So I would say slight in the sense of like, I might have to explain a certain word so I won't Mm -hmm. use it. Mm-hmm. whereas like at home i'll just use it so mm. it's it wasn't too much and like you don't think it, your tone or inflections in your words would change no because at okay. this point well by the time i got well by the time i got to gfs i was already in the sixth grade so right there wasn't much change that right, really right. needed to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was like this is kind of who it is like yeah. you're just gonna have to deal with it um and another thing too is like I didn't really necessarily have a neighborhood crew. My parents okay. weren't. I w- I was allowed outside. Don't get me right, wrong. Right, like right. I wasn't like cooped up or anything. But like I had. They a didn't want set you getting group. in no mess. Yeah. Exactly. So I had a set group that kind of already good was parenting. in the same mindset. Like we all yeah. were in the same mindset anyway. So it was yeah. like not really much that needed to change. Yeah. Um. But there That's... were times where it was like, oh, girl, you're getting a little too ratchet. You might have to tone that down some. So, yeah. but <laughs> so like I... that's, but that's two things. That is great parenting. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, it is very important your friends group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Justin and I can attest. I feel like me and Justin met, like, we've had, you know, we grew up in different neighborhoods, but we did meet through mutual friends. And like, that's one of those things where it's like, you knew like the different guys you hung out with. Like I, like I would hang out with guys knowing like this can't last. Like mm-hmm. these guys, like I'm look like I'm looking at bad shit with these dudes. And I know Justin did too. Cause there was a bunch of guys where he grew up that they were fucking, you don't want to be hanging out with them a lot. You know what I mean? And, but no, like I had a few too. Where I'm like, God, I, like I can't be around this guy much longer. Yeah. This is just bad news, you know? And so like, I think your parents realized that and was like keeping you on the straight and narrow, which is great. 
But the reason I asked the thing about the language is because I've seen it and I've seen it in the office too. Mm-hmm. With I'll say, for example, I'll use one person and I'll cut his name, but someone like a right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll see a come in, shirt tucked in, like buttoned down, like like looking, you know, looking prepped up, right? And he'll talk a certain way when Alex is there, like, you know, like, or when uh, a higher up's around, he'll talk a certain way. But then we're chilling at the table. He's throwing shit around. I'm like, this motherfucker, like, you know, I mean, like he can get, he get, he can throw, you know, like he gets, he gets with it when he's around the people, you know what I mean? So, and and he's just a, he's just an example, but there's a million people that do the same thing. Like it's called code switching. It's it's, oh. and it's been a big thing kind of like in I would say essentially in the black community lately like yeah, yeah. like the whole you talk like an Oreo that like I've you know I've been called or told that I've talked like an Oreo but oh. I mean just because I'm not running around slurring my words and right, right. you know what I'm saying like just because I'm not talking hood like right, I mean, right. I, we can go there if you want to go there you see what I'm saying right, right. so <laughs> so we can we can get there but yeah overall it's it's you know, you and you also have to know your audience. Like, again, right. with that being said, if I'm talking to a higher up, I'm not giving you the you know, I'm not giving you the you right. know what I'm saying. Right. But if I'm talking to if I'm talking to my group, you get yeah. what you get. Yeah, I'm yeah, also yeah, not going to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I'm not going to do it like that either. Right. Right. So it depends. on. It really depends on who your audience is and yeah. friends, at least my friend wise, like friend group wise, like I can be whatever I want to be. And if it yeah. just happens to be right smack dab in the middle, bang. But again. Depending on who I'm talking to, like I can get a little bit of a of an octave higher if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we could yeah. also take a deal south if that's what you're trying to get into. Yeah, so yeah. No, you know, it depends. I, well, <laughs> I equate, customer service voice. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. Well, I equate it to this. It's almost like say if you were talking to like an English per like a British person, you like without even knowing it would adopt their accent sometimes. Just because mm-hmm. like that's what it is. So it's I, like you're really adopting kind of the accent and the vernacular of the person you're with. I do it all the time. When I'm hanging out with with you know with C short. You know, oh, what do you say? Backdoor little Joe. I, <laughs> Backdoor little Joe. I'm not playing with I, have, I have to go to Reading and I deal with a lot of Spanish people and I'll be mm-hmm. trying. Dude. I'll be I'll start t- doing that English in a Spanish like yeah. slang, like without I, I oh, don't realize it without it. thinking. Yeah. But I'll be like, Kira, Sino, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'll be like, oh. I talk to like I'll, I always Dude, try to throw around like sometimes. Yeah. Indian people, too, you said. They'll start having the accent and they'll be like, whoa, and I'll be like, Ippa. and I'm like, I don't talk like that. I don't know why I'm doing that. That's not how I, I sound. I, dude, now that you mentioned that, I do that a lot with like my Albanian in-laws and stuff. I'll be mm-hmm. like, I'll talk like that. trying to like mimic them to make it feel better for them. Yeah. And then all it happens like, a lot I don't too. talk like that. It happens a lot too. Like if like going down south, like I have a, a couple of family members who are from the south and yeah. like you start to just kind of get that southern twang. Yeah, like oh, I yeah. don't, or if I'm even watching a show, like it, it if I watch and I hate to say this, but if I watch like Love and Hip Hop and yeah. it got that like real southern twang, like now all of a sudden I've turned it off and now I'm just talking kind of crazy. Yeah. And my husband's like, "Girl, go go drink <laughs> some water, eat a Snickers. Yeah. You're not yourself right now." <laughs> yeah, I get that way when I watch too much Wild Now. I love that show. Yes. So let's keep it moving. So you did the prep school while living in Germantown, and here's something I found interesting. 
A little field hockey, huh? Uh, GFS. A GFS was big on sports and like having some sort of like sports. So once sixth grade and on, you have to you have to play a sport every yeah. season. Summer, yeah. uh, fall, winter, summer, spring. So field hockey was my fall sport. Pretty cool, pretty good. I mean, it was what it was. I played it for the entirety of middle school, so sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and then. I was done with it. I didn't like it. I pre- I dabbled in lacrosse. That was fun. But I would say like my biggest sport that I've really like drawn into was track and field. Mm-hmm. And I did sprints. I was a sprinter. So I did like the four, the one, no, the one, the two, the four by one, the four by two. And then I long jump and triple jump. So like that Damn. was where my heart kind of like took off. You do off. have those long legs. You were probably like a gazelle, oh, yeah. right? I but- was, I loved it. Triple jump was like my ultimate favorite event of the world and I actually ruptured my quad doing triple jump my senior year which is why I didn't do it in college and I, I kind of regret it to this day but yeah how, no I was a beast how, how did uh <laughs> how did rupturing your quad feel oh it was horrible absolutely yeah. horrible like my, my quad was like in a fist like this tight and like it was oh, the oh, it was probably the oh. one of the worst things I'd ever dealt with in my entire life but God, it was well brutal. I mean I did also have a child naturally right, so right. sure you know whoa, back whoa, then whoa oh yeah whoa. Charlie naturally. horses are pretty bad Mm-hmm. Right, 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 yeah. Charlie horse like is a, a perma- bastard. Yeah, rupturing natural birth like is one thing, but Charlie a Charlie horse, horse is a son. Is of a <laughs> yeah. So how would you like to have a Charlie horse for forty-five minutes until we sedate you for surgery? Oh boy. That's oh boy. Just well, that... put me out of my yeah. misery already. Yeah. How about it? Damn. Also, it says here a little Pennsylvania girls' choir. Oh, what a what a time that was. So from the time I was in the second grade to the, to the graduating college, um, my mom saw this little ad in the newspaper. Do you have a daughter who likes to sing? Oh, try her out, bring her out to tryouts. Um, so she took me to tryouts and it was at the Presbyterian church in Chestnut Hill, which is right next to Chestnut Hill hospital. Okay. And it absolutely changed my life. I love to sing. I do have a very good voice, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I do have a pretty decent voice. Um, And that is a place where I learned how to read music, how to understand music, how to really engulf myself in music. Um, It's taking me across the world. I went on tour with them to Russia and also Argentina and Uruguay. Damn! Um, It's, yeah, no, this group, and, and I think they're still in business today but I was originally a founding member like I have a, pen, a little blue Pennsylvania pin and we have a brother choir the Keystone State Boy Choir Boys Choir so people seem to know the but- are they kind choir. of like the Philadelphia Boys Choir like on that level because yes, they were but traveling it. they went to Cuba yeah yeah they're same thing but a, a little bit better damn that's me. that's just me you know I'm kind of impartial but whatever sure. so right. the Keystone State Boys Choir and then the Pennsylvania Girls Choir like we were brother and sister and we've done things like I literally sang at the Kimmel Center for like 10 years straight I've sang Carmina Burana with like opera singers I've sang with the Philadelphia Orchestra like wow. absolutely in incredibly life-changing one of the best experiences i've ever dealt with in my entire life and again kind of another predominantly white situation and like if you were to go um and look at some of the footage from like i found footage from years ago obviously like this is before youtube was as big of a thing as it is but there is some footage out there like oh you see that little black dot that little speck there yeah that was me (laughs) 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 so it it was 100 life-changing like i shout out to mark anderson who was the 
one of the greatest choir directors I've ever had. Uh, shout out to Jody Bohr. She was an amazing pianist who always made sure we were together. And like, it's, I yeah, I sometimes Damn. I wish I could go back. Russia yeah. was crazy. P they used to pay me 50 rubles, which was like an equivalent to $15 to just take my picture. Like, Dude. I've never really seen a black girl before. And yeah. oh my gosh, can we take your picture? Yeah. yeah. My, uh, <laughs> yeah. my, that's a steal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. My, I made a uh, lot of money. My <laughs> sister, my sister lived in Nepal for a year. And when she was in Nepal, she went to India, like for a vacation or something when she was there. And in India, she was on the beach and my sister is white with red hair, like carrot red hair. You know what I mean? And people would just come up and be like, holy shit, like, mm -hmm. let's take it. You know, like, so tons of people are taking pictures with her and like all this stuff. And it was nuts. But yeah, super uh damn, I could totally see that. Wow. It was Shout out it was it was absolutely awesome. And that like, sounds like such an incredible experience. Oh yeah. And it's it's funny because I technically wasn't supposed to go. This was like the summer between eighth and ninth grade, and I technically was too young to go, and I wasn't in the oldest choir that went on tour. But right. again, shout out to Mark Anderson because he saw something in me that I never saw in myself, and mm -hmm. he selected like ten people from the choir right under, and I was one of the ten. Uh, and it was like we need the help; we don't have enough girls going. Um, you know, asked my parents, of course, like would you, would you be okay? Like, and of course my mom's no? like, hell yeah. Like why would, exactly. How could I say yeah. no to such a life-changing experience? So, yeah. you know, shout That's out to mom phenomenal. and dad because they That's, did that too. Yeah. And that was the very first time I had ever been on a plane. It was Damn. a 14 hour flight to Russia and Damn. a 17 hour flight back. Oh, first time I'd ever been on a plane. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. If you're going to do it. I mean, damn. Go big or Woo. go home, right? Yeah, how about it? <laughs> Golly. So, life changing that, to say that, the least. What what year was that too? Um I started ninth grade September of twenty two thousand nine. So like, Damn, so they didn't have a lot of technology on them planes either. <laughs> I watched the av right. I watched Avatar on the way back. I watched Avatar three times. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. That's a long flight. That's yes. three times too many. Um, Damn. At, dude, that's yeah. it. But that's awesome though. Like that's something yeah. like so jack like to, to go like i mean we'll never i mean we not like as a country we might not be allowed to russia again until we invade it you know what i mean exactly. like i can't go so to russia. You, you know <laughs> nice let's keep it moving then so let's talk some job let's, let's do a little job talk you want to talk jobs let's do job let's talk. do it let's do it job talk all right so let's keep it going so you started like so it looks like you started with like a normal like camp counselor kind of thing and then some daycare stuff and then you worked at like uh, a wholesale club, mm -hmm. i.e. Costco's, BJ's, something along those lines. I don't want to say the exact one. And then you did re retail, stuff like that. So let's talk about it. So camp camp, camp counselor and then daycares. What was that like? Because you're dealing with kids and stuff like that. Interesting. I enjoyed it. Um, I love kids. I have a natural way with children. Um, but it was cool. I think because the very first time I was a camp counselor, it was like the same camp I went to. And then I just was too old to like be enrolled. So it was like yeah. junior camp counselor type of thing. And it was like it. I mean, it was cool. I prefer the daycares a little bit more because sure. they have a different structure and it's an all day thing. Yeah. Um, but I like kids. I, I love kids to death. But it's always exciting because you can give them back like right, you right, can right. do this all day long and now go home to your mom please I, I would say too like <laughs> i know my daughter there's been some teachers at the daycares and even like 
you know, daughters of teachers and stuff that like have developed such a relationship with my daughter. Like she adores them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm sure you had that as well, where there was like some kids that you just absolutely fell in love with. And I it definitely is that. And like, even with like some of the older kids, like who, you know, like say like four to five, like right. between four and six or something. Yeah. And you can tell they need like some, someone else outside of their home to just kind of connect with. Yeah. That's always like the biggest thing with me is like, how can I help this child today? What can I do to kind of make this child's life just a tiny bit better? Because it's, it's, sucks to assume that kids just go home to a happy place all the time and sometimes their solace is where they go so i just want to be that place of peace and possible comfort for them if they need it that's Um, fantastic so yeah no that's great that's that's incredible and like kids need that you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like you don't realize how much of a difference you make even if the kid you know is a little younger and might not remember it exactly but like that really like it's crazy how much the little stuff at this age because they don't they're not really going to remember it yeah. Because it comes before like their memories get triggered. But even at this age, like they this like this little things like this really shape and form them. So like that kind of comfort you provided and things like that is like uh, it's un it's unbelievably like hel- helpful for those kids and in, in their in their development. Exactly. So, nice. Let's keep moving. On. So you worked at a couple, we'll say the wholesaler and a uh, retail place, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like a supermarket retail place. So what was that like working at like a wholesale club? And then, you know, because I've been to them and mm-hmm. there seems like they hire anybody. A.K. <laughs> I, I've, al- I've always That's said true. this. I've always said this. If there is alien, <clears throat> if there is alien life on this planet, they work at Applebee's mm-hmm. and also Costco. So you're like you're working at you know a wholesale place. How was it? Interesting. It's it, like you said, like they will hire just I wouldn't say just about anybody, but they have a department for everyone. And yeah. it sucks because I'm I'm almost positive that I might have worked with a serial killer. But sure. I mean, it, it, you you would never know. It's just it's just the it kind happens. of people they hire. So exactly like you could walk past one on the street and not know. So it's it's definitely, somebody has to stock the shelves at night, you know. Right, it's, right, right. Or 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 cut the meat during the day, whatever. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's it's definitely just liked it too much. It's a wealth of people that you just, you know, you kind of get to know. And then you to see people come and go is really kind of exciting because it's like, oh, they worked here for how long and now they're gone or you've been here forever and you're not going to leave. It's one of those kind of situations. So it's really interesting to see what you, you know, who you come across because it's like it literally could be like men in black style. Like Will Smith could walk in and start beatboxing and old boy is definitely going to answer with a returning beatbox all day. (laughs) I had had a buddy that I went to school with that he kind of messed up a bunch of times, did a little small time stuff here and there and had some drugs things and everything like that. Great dude. Absolutely love this guy. But, you know, he just messed up sometimes and, you know, he did his time and whatever and paid his debt society. He got out and started working at Costco and like totally bought into it. And it really did like in those scenarios, it can be extremely helpful when it gives someone like something to latch on to and help develop. And like it from what I've told, if you if you do commit to them, they do tend to take care of their employees uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes depending 
but he really changed his life around and really was able to clean his act up. And uh, Costco had a lot to do with it. He was working at a Costco yeah. and it had a lot to do with it. And, it, you know, so it does like it, as much as it's, you know, a haven for pedophiles on the run. It's also <laughs> like, you know, it can be very beneficial for someone who's trying to get their life together just because of the opportunities it presents, you know, and you can't, you can't knock it. Also, yeah. I, I have a, I'm a Costco member, so shout out to me. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it moving then. Okay. So let's talk Turkey. So you've worked in, you were working in real, uh, in uh retail Worked at the wholesale gimmick, did the counselor gimmick, did the, uh, you know, the kids gimmick at the daycare. Now we're in an office. Am I right? How was that? First, first, I'll tell you this. Did you ever have the thought of like, how can I, like, I wish I could work in an office. How do I get in an office? It seems like impossible to get a job in an office. Like, cause I had that thought. Then I got to an office and I was like, they'll hire in anybody like because there are some dipshits in this place you know what i mean like i know i don't have a college education and you know i don't you know don't tell too many people this but i got expelled from two high schools so it's like <laughs> you know your boy uncle matt you don't got the best resume but i'm saying like I, you know i feel like if you were like it, one of the things that's lacking in an office is like people that work hard you yeah. know like there are some don't get me wrong but there's a lot of people that like they're the way they work hard is they need to be given a list. They need to be mm-hmm. given exact instructions and they will do the same thing on that list. And if a little blip comes up, they lose their goddamn minds. Right. But they need like specific instructions on doing this. And this is the list and you follow this and blah, 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 blah. And they'll do the same thing over and over and over again and over and over and over again. Right. Where problem solving is like such a valuable skill. And I recognize that you have problem solving skills Right. And that's something like you don't see because it's, you know, people kind of get almost like brainwashed into like, you know, this is how things work. So what was your kind of first impression when getting into an office? First impression was like, oh, my gosh, I can make a living here. Like, this is so cool. Like, this is stability. This is something that, you know, eventually you can climb the ranks and climb the ladders. But yeah then the politics kind of fall in and it's like high school times three. So it was really interesting to see how like it changes from this can be an all day thing. This could be an everyday thing to like, dear God, what did I get myself into? And do I really like, can I afford to get out of it? And it's like, it's almost like hush money slash blood money. Like, yeah. I can't leave now. Like the money's too good. But at the same time, like I will actually rip my hair out. (laughs) So it's the same thing. Like you said, like again, hiring anybody and the critical thinking skills are just not like, it should be a question on the interview or something like, can you critically think, could you, could you work your way out of a box if you were stuck in it? And a lot of people would of course lie and say, yeah, I can will demonstrate and then it's yeah. like okay you're not cut out for this but i would love to give them like a simple task of like all right how do like we open your email thing? that would be such a great task can you turn on the computer you'd be surprised what i see oh, um so it's like i can't even imagine what you see <laughs> oh, gosh it's it's insane and it's like who did this interview did y'all just say yes to any old body yeah. but whatever it's it's exciting though because it's like again you get to see so many different walks of life and as you can tell like i'm a big walk of life kind of person like i like to see what is around me exactly i like to see what's around me who's around me where'd you grow up what do you you know how did you learn whatever so it's interesting to see what comes in and out of an office um is interesting to see what stays in an office and what doesn't fly it's interesting to see like 
you didn't know you couldn't do that here like do you do you have any home training type of situation yeah. so it's like it's it's a certain type of maturity that you need to have in an office and mm. I think it's really interesting to see people who do have it and especially the people who don't. And it's like, okay, we're cutting this today. <laughs> you, yeah. you gotta go. But so. I feel like it's, so what'd you call it before? Code breaking, right? Code switching. I, code switching. So I feel like that's kind of like to have a level of professionalism, that's something that you need, right? Like yeah. when we're in there, right? If it's you, like if when it, if it's us in the lunch crew, like remember the other week they had to like come in and tell us to be quiet because yeah. we were like, bullshit about ice spice and stuff like mm -hmm. that you know what i mean like but we're just like having fun and everyone's joking and we're all talking like normal but if someone's in there like well, yeah we'll play up like the friendly stuff but there's times where it's like we're all keeping it clean and like cutting it nice and stuff like that and that's just part of the game but then also when it comes to like the political side of things really like you it, i mean there's been time like you like reading a book like sometimes you have to read the book by the cover and mm -hmm. if you make a mistake it is it's bad. your ass it's your ass it basically. is so bad like i remember dude i i mean i don't know i felt like there was a couple scenarios where i read the book really i mean like the book in the cover was really bad and but then like you know also too like depending on the office you grow in there's places that are like dead ends i mean shout out our place where it's like there is potential for growth and different opportunities and things like that i will say that but you know there you got to be i mean if you find someone that you dig saddle up to that pony and ride like do yeah. not like you know like i don't know i feel like once you get into a situation where you have a uh someone in a managerial role that really cares about your well-being it it completely changes like your whole work outlook on on, yeah. on everything you know? It definitely does. And like you said, like you have to know your audience again. Like you cannot just walk up to anyone and make a that's what she said joke. Like <laughs> someone will run straight, straight to HR <laughs> yeah. and it's a yeah. thing. And it's like if if you just like you said, find your people, find your niche. Like you have you have to find your people. But it's it's not hard. You know what you know. And the book by a cover thing, like it's it's a lot of the time it's very obvious and it's almost was like why would you say that to that person like right, right. what are you what are you actually doing right now so right, right. it's it's interesting but it's also exciting because when you find those people and you do send the i am like haha that's what she said and you know your friend on the other side is like cracking up it's like yeah yep damn right ha huh? so it's like oh, it's, it, it makes the it makes the time and it makes it worth it yeah. because yeah again like you see the one where you're like you have to read that one by the book like by its cover and you know again like like you said where we are like we have we have like the you know the in corporate office thing so you see everyone like I love during the week when you get to see everyone and it's like certain people where I'm like mm, she her her man I don't know what I'm gonna do with her but then yeah. there's other ones where you be like hey girl how you been? Yeah, How you yeah, been? so yeah. it's just interesting again to see the different lives kind of collide to each other and yeah. like possible tension or the possible laughter it's just exciting plus too like you're in a position now and i'd love to see your growth because it's well deserved because i do remember when you were when you were first starting and the position you were in and like we would talk about you like endlessly like no she's the best like to, yeah <laughs> like we love her 
this person's great. You know what I mean? Whereas like, that's not always said, but it's, I, I like seeing that you've been so successful and like done so many great things and been able to grow. And I'm really proud of you. And you should be oh, really thanks. proud of yourself for that. Cause you've done a great job. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was definitely earned. It was definitely like hard coming, but yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. Like you said, the growth is there. You just have to want it bad enough. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. Like eventually, like you can't give into the politics or give into the, 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 the letdowns or anything yeah. like that you just you have to want it and if you want yeah. it bad enough you'll get it and baby i wanted it so yeah. here we are today <laughs> and it can, but it can beat you down too where Yo, it's like definitely if can. you're in a situation it, it can be uh man it can beat you down it can get but, rough yeah. it can get real dark <laughs> yeah so okay i do want to do this now we're coming to everyone's favorite segment it's now time for j-dub's question segment uh alex justin here is going to ask you some questions and you can give us some answers and it's, you know it can be a thing so okay. go ahead justin take it away have you had any broken bones i broke my collarbone and i broke my nose oh, uh i broke bones. my collarbone fighting my sister one time and then i broke my nose how so old were you when you i was like four-ish I think. all right that's yeah if you're gonna do it do it early yeah, yeah. and then i broke my nose playing basketball the girl was doing a defensive slide and she like elbowed me might've been on purpose, might not have been, but whatever. I mean, it's set back normal. So yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> have you been in the back of a cop car? No, I have not been in the back of one. Have I been fingerprinted? Yes. I got, I had to come in and get fingerprinted. You went there but willingly? Nah, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> it, it, it ended up being a whole thing in the house. So when you got like, parents, they make you do that shit. Me, exactly. But yeah, I've never, Justin, I've never you don't know. You didn't have a dad. A all right. You don't get it. Yeah. They had to come to the house there getting me. Yeah. And uh, you're like, are you my dad? And like, nope, I'm just here no, to arrest sir. you. Yeah. Dude, I put up such a shit when they tried to take my fingerprints. Um oh my god. Because I all right. Uh how long no, do you, you think can... you like let's say hypothetically you broke out of a prison? How long do you think you could stay on the run for? I'm <laughs> I at this point I think I am a Cavalcante guy. Like I'm oh, I'm ducking boy. and I'm dodging. He's you been got out good for survivor like, skills. For... He's uh, yes, he's been out for like what fourteen days now. This no... dude's legit dead in a ditch. I don't, uh, maybe not that much of a nah. survivor. I'd probably get caught in the incident. I'm not even gonna lie. I. <laughs> That's the thing. You got to find water, which is yeah. Like... And his Hard sister helped him out. So you gotta yeah. have, that's the thing. You have to have somebody you know obscure enough that would help you out. Like somebody who, like, if they searched your Facebook and your Instagram, it has to be somebody they would never out. see you. Yeah. Right. They'd be like, Will you help me? And you'd be like, Yeah, like shave. Here's a hoodie. I, won't I probably say wouldn't even want to break out because that's a lot of anxiety. No, if you're just... him, you want to break out. You're going to be there yeah. forever. Yeah. Well, don't do the it's crime like, if you can't do the time. Right. It's hard for, uh, yeah, in this perspective. It's Wasn't like, he in a county, though? You can't root Chester. for this guy. Yeah. You, but you, they had a lifer in a county? He was. To... He had just got, he had just got uh, um, sentenced got sent- and everything. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. All right. Who did he murder? He his, murdered his girlfriend. girlfriend. He, he stabbed, stabbed her 30... 38 times in front of his, in front of her two kids. Yeah. So it's like, wow. if he did something like not crazy. Dude, and like he killed a woman, too? Damn. And then he also has Second he has woman. cases in Brazil. So killed another too. woman in Brazil and ran from that. It's a Damn. he's a runner. He's a track star. <laughs> Can't help myself, dude. Who yeah, the I'm hell gonna... is this guy? Look it up. It's interesting. How the he's hell do you five even get foot here? Foot one twenty. That's the other thing going. For five him. foot one hundred and twenty pounds. pounds. He's literally yeah. under a rock. So. Oh my yeah, God. there's that. That's when I heard that. I heard that on the radio. He's like, he's five foot one twenty. He's like. 
He's a, five foot he's a child. He's literally a yeah. child. Yeah, she's Never probably laughing at his pinky size schmeckle. And he's like, I'm gonna have to stab you 37 times now. You mean <laughs> no blah, blah, more blah. locked doors? <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> Hoppo. Yeah, no. She really uh yeah. I mean, I mean, if it was hard, if it was Oprah, she would whoop that boy's ass. <laughs> Let's just say, you know yeah, what I mean? Definitely would. Yeah. So, all right, keep it going, Justin. Do you have a dream car? I did. My dream car was an all black tinted out suburban. Um, mm-hmm. and I have a suburban now. It's just not all black, but it's definitely tinted out. Shout out to the hubby because it was Shout a birthday out. gift. Love so, it. um, I did have one, and that was it. And it was also a 1999 Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. love it you know what's a dream car i have that isn't like a super higher end viper you know maserati ferrari kind of thing i would love a nice jeep grand cherokee is that so bad i love <laughs> i really like a jeep grand the cherokee one? <laughs> That's not bad. i like one? a good jeep grand cherokee i think it's a great car i really oh. like those cars honda odyssey great car you know? <laughs> I, I have a honda accord <laughs> shout out fan of the show listener of the show. shout out to pilot did you know that Hondas actually have a higher insurance rate because they get stolen for parts? Just so you know. Yeah. Well, it also depends where you live. Because when That's I was it. living in the, in the Northeast, my insurance was... Then I moved <laughs> to the Burbs and I went... And I'm like, yeah. hey, shout out the suburbs. But, you know, it's also the... I think the Accord and the Civic are the number one and two most broken mm-hmm. into Honda vehicles because of the uh, airbag and the steering wheel. Yep. That's why I got the club, baby! <laughs> old school love hey dude the club i mean i don't know what it'll do but if it's a deterrent then lock it up my card doors yeah well you're a hoe (laughs) i never have you never have i used to live in philly forever you leave your car doors unlocked you're like dude don't smash my window philly do you live in I lived in North Philly right off Parish Street. And I was mm. like, look, don't just, break in. just take it. There's nothing in here more expensive than the windows. So Literally. like, I always left my car doors unlocked. I'm like, you can have my CD collection and the 47 cents. Just don't break my window. Yo. Yeah. 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 Also, Those too, things. like, I mean, yeah, if you're leaving valuable shit in your car, you're yeah. the you're, you're Yeah. You're yeah, like, no. Back for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even like I don't even like wires showing. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I take cables with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll tuck them into whatever, you know, well, they know, you know, really, if you want the drugs, you just go in the trunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? I take those in the house. I don't leave yeah. those outside. Hey, don't leave just in kidding. Car. In my trunk right now, I have, I'll tell you exactly what I have. I have four folding chairs and a folding table that we use for when we do in-person recordings. I have a tablecloth. I have a ton of like boxing gear, like so much boxing gear and like like just different like i have a bag with a paintball gun in it i can't tell you last time i used that gun uh you know and then i have like this other dumb stiff and then also i have two children's toys Hmm. that are presents for my nephews so interesting that's uh that's old uncle maddie's life right there go ahead justin uh would you give up italian food or mexican food Damn, damn. The one of the either. I would probably give up Italian food. What about Sorry, Manny. Sorry. What, yeah. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Uh what about Mexican food or soul food? Mexican. I'm I'm soul food down. Sorry. I make a I make a mean pot of greens, okay? And my turkey wings. Yeah, no. Damn. It's definitely you know what? it's I, definitely gonna be soul dude, food all day. Collard, like the collard greens thing, I didn't know that was such a gimmick. I used to work at this place called Vinny T's. 
And for when we had a Christmas party, everyone like the, there was a bunch of cooks there and they would all make like a signature dish. That was like the best thing they made. And we had like ribs and like Mac, someone do Mac and cheese and someone do like hot wings, but like homemade with like their homemade sauce and shit. And this one dude would do collard greens and they were so fucking good with like the pig's feet in it and shit. Oh, I do turkey necks. Smoked turkey necks. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. It was so fucking good. I was like, this is absolutely incredible. And it was the first time I ever had it. And I was like, I would love to have this again. I mean, this is way better than a tuna casserole. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that for free. What are your thoughts on stuffing, Alan? I'm not a fan. I don't like right? moist bread. Right? It's a, it's a thing. Justin? Stuffing? My mom makes this sausage stuffing. My mom the, does too. And it, is, the sausage it smells good, stuffing? but it's sausage the moist bread. Yeah. It's just un- it's un- it's a texture it. thing. It's a texture thing for yeah. me. I'm not yeah, the texture taste. I mean, I'm not like normal stuffing, not a big fan, but my mom did the cornbread soft sausage stuffing one year and I was like I I can mess around with this. Yeah. Cuz it's cornbread. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh yeah, no. I'm uh, I'm with you. Where stuffing, my wife loves it for some reason, not the biggest fan. Go ahead, Justin. Do you have any questions for me? Oh, my favorite question in an interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, questions for you. Oh, I did have one. Apple juice or orange juice? God damn. I mean, Justin. it's so hard. This could be a new thing. I love both juices so much, but like apple juice, juice is afternoon, orange juice is for breakfast. Okay. If I had to like pick, like I couldn't have one ever. You again. do have to pick. It's America. It's America. Juice. You're keeping orange juice. Yeah. I'm an Damn. apple juice person. I'm an apple juice. Apple juice makes me feel like a little kid. It makes me hyper as shit. I love like, apple to juice. This day, I could drink a big cup of apple juice and start running around like I'm on an Adderall. Oh, bro, I could house a whole gimmick of apple juice. What about soda, shit. Justin? Are you Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Pepsi. Alex? Really? Pepsi, all Coke day. Is so much better than Pepsi. I love Coke I'm a Pepsi so girl. Much... Well, do you like the can. crisp? Because I think Coke is more crisp than Pepsi. I feel like Coke is flat. I feel like Coke is what? nothing but a flat Pepsi to me. No, no I, I feel mean, like Pepsi is the flat one. Yeah. It's fun. What were you saying, Justin? Coca Cola in a can. It's the only way. Well, have you? Did you guys know this? The whole gimmick with McDonald's and yeah. like why they have the best Coke. Like oh, they do. They canisters. Well, exactly. Like most people get like a bag and they do whatever. They get like a keg of the syrup to keep it fresher and make more. I guess more sharper carbonated because that's the gimmick. You gotta be sharp. Interesting. It's gotta be sharp. No one likes a flat soda. I, I used to play baseball with this guy named Sam Conver, and he used to just slightly open the caps on his two liters to flatten them and drink them like that. I was like, bro, you are crazy. He liked them that flat? is nuts. He liked them flat. That's like, disgusting. You are nuts. Nuts. I knew somebody else. It was, it wasn't like, it, it, it wasn't like they did it on purpose. Like it was like my grand, like something my grandmother used to say, like when you have something like you got to drink flat soda. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't a tummy. Like when you had heartburn or something, she's like, you got to drink flat soda. I'm like, mm. this flat soda just sitting, <laughs> sitting around. around. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the douche Maru with flat soda? So, all right, Alex, we are coming towards the top of time. Yeah. I think my son is like begging for me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so Justin and I have a saying, uh, when it goes by fast, you know, it's good. And this one flew by. <laughs> Uh, you know, Justin, Jamie, and I are usually on the same page with this, Alex, but we would love to have you back on the show if you'd be willing to come back on. Of course. Uh, is there anything you would like to say to your friends and family before we go? Uh, just, I thank you all for having me. I really did enjoy my time here. Um, check me out. 
check the working podcast out because working perspectives because like this is it so i really I'll appreciate the time and thanks for having me and well, i i hope i'm invited back again i you, hope i don't oh, make too much of a fool of myself <laughs> i would love to do an in-person with you if you'd want to do oh, an in-person one day let's see yeah. what let's do it let's do let's it see where this goes we could do it in the office <laughs> <laughs> yeah right uh <laughs> uh but no uh no i would we definitely we are definitely having you back you were too much fun and yeah no this was so much fun thanks so much for being on justin oh also we'll have a link to your uh instagram in the description of this episode so give out awesome. uh and then j-dub what do you got before we rowdy five thousand as creasy said from man on fire i wish you had more time <laughs> wow interesting wow <laughs> Stole that one. It's fun. Huh? Yeah, good. Talk. It's good. It was good. Perfect. Yeah. It's right uh, in. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, speaking of Denzel Washington, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, coming today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, and our special guest is the one and only Alex Brown. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. You can also on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Twitter and TikTok at Working Pod. But to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. Please like, subscribe. We keep bringing this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks. See you.